Hi, I'm Dave Major, I'm an online drum teacher, and you're listening to The Process with Michael Ellis. Season 2, episode 10. Got something very cool in store for y'all today. Hey everybody, this is Michael, your host. I just want to welcome you to The Process Podcast Show. If this is the first time meeting, I want to say welcome. Hope you enjoy this episode. Giveaway time, original music contest. Yep, the very first time we are hosting a original music contest where your songs can be heard. The winner gets a original custom Outlaw Drum Snare valued at $2,000. You have to have a band name and artwork, original music, um, it's got to be 100% original music. You can have a maximum of two entries per band. Um, you set up and upload basically from a free SoundCloud account. You email me the link to outlawdrumga at gmail.com. I'm going to store them into a, a public playlist where everybody can be able to listen. Um, you can be able to comment. You can be able to like. And what we're going to do, the Patreons is going to vote and they're going to uh, determine who's going to win this thing here. We're going to narrow it down by likes and comments and being the most creative. we got a special guest on the show today, Dave Major, online drum teacher. Here's a really simple ghost note groove that sounds awesome at all tempos. You know, not giving up, staying consistent, how it pays off and how it's paid off for his and him, him and his business. We're going to talk more about that. Reaping the labors of your work. You know, not giving up on something, putting the time in. So we're going to talk about practice habits. You know, I feel like there's principles that are always at play. And one of the principles is you're going to reap what you sow. That being said, Dave Major is a really amazing drum instructor. And if you haven't heard of him, maybe you need to check out his channel. You will hear of him. He is really doing some amazing things and his channels are blowing up and people are really um, wanting to learn from this guy. He is definitely has a lot of grooves, a lot of knowledge, knows drums very good. And I've had the pl- privilege to be able to talk to him for about 45 minutes. And I'm going to let you listen to that episode. just want to welcome you to the show. Welcome, Dave. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much, too, man. So, Dave, man, why drums, man? Just tell me, tell me your story. Uh, so, my... Dad got a, a drum kit when I was 14 years old for Christmas. And before that, there'd been no no music in the house, no instrument. My dad played like guitar, piano, saxophone when he was younger. But his mum, his mum would never allow him to have a drum kit. So when he had his own house, and we lived in the country, so he could just play as long as he wanted. He got one for his Christmas, and then that was it. I was hooked. I think like six months later, that kit ended up being in my possession. <laughs> and... <laughs> I just kept playing from there, man. It was just—it was the shiniest, noisiest thing I've ever seen, and I loved it straight away. <laughs> awesome, man! I can tell that you have a serious passion for teaching others to play the drums, and man, you're an amazing drummer too, brother. Oh my gosh, I've been watching some of your videos, and pretty insane. Thank you, thank you very much. Cheers. Um, that's great to hear. It's always a perspective thing, isn't it? You always think that everyone else is better, or at least I do. Yeah. I'm always looking at other people and being super inspired as well. So, um, I'd rather the drums as well because you'll never, 
you didn't you never finish it do you that's true you know you can always find something to improve or something to work on or a new idea or just a new fresh perspective from someone else yes um that's why i love it yeah, me too, man. I, I learned some. I learn a lot from my kids, believe it or not. And they don't even. I don't tell them this that because it messes with their head. But I definitely learn. You can learn from anything, man. I love your your slogan. You said uh, your passion is helping others for practicing smarter to be more creative drummer. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my that's my thing. Um, yeah, practice is my thing, and it, it kind of came about from uh, me. Of having a bit of an epiphany slash uh, breakdown of my own playing. Actually, I I would I was oh I don't know maybe twenty two or something like that. I'm thirty five now, so so I um, I supported Thomas Lang at a clinic, um, and I had been playing for for that take eight years, thinking I'm the absolute dogs. Yeah, as we say in, in the UK. And <laughs> I sat at the side of the stage, and I'm just like I am so far away from where I need to be um, to even like keep, keep going with a, like a, a career not necessarily like, to be a Thomas Lang level um, and then from there I just sort of developed all these systems to help me play catch up basically um, and that's what I teach so ways of practicing ways of getting better um, quicker I guess would be the best best way to describe that yeah so you talk about creating uh, practice habits that are good can you practice wrong habits Absolutely. Um, yeah, you totally can. Things like um, uh, there's, there's a there's a thing I, I talk about with active versus pa- passive practice. So there's lots of like going through the motions kind of stuff, just sitting on a pad playing doubles, and you could do that for an hour and waste time. And if you're that would be doing it passively, just sitting watching the TV. Whereas if you're active, you could get a, just as much progress done in three minutes. Mm. So things like that. It's like are you engaged with what you're playing? Are you aware of what you need to improve? Um, are you making, you know, I, I, I say to all my students and, and anyone I sort of, anyone that will listen, um, practice is the adjustment between where you are and where you want to be. So you need to make that adjustment while you're practicing. Mm. So if, if you don't like the sound of something, then you tweak it. If your hands are too tight, you need to tweak it. If your sound isn't right, then you need to be actively trying to tweak it. Um, and making gradual improvements towards the ideal, as it were. So you can definitely not do any of those things and just waste time practicing. Right. Um, I'm bad about that. I'm bad about just jumping behind the kit and just start playing and not warming up, just really not working on doubles and just considering that to be a practice. But really it's not. It's more like just a jam, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. And then that's cool. If if you're clear that you're going to sit and play the drums, like if I'm sitting and playing the drums, you know, whether it's in between a student or I come in, and I'm, I'm in my studio at the moment, so if I come in the studio in the morning and I just sit down, then I'm not practicing, I'm just playing for the enjoyment. The whole reason we we started playing the drums is to have enjoyment. And um, then when I'm practicing, you try and be super hyper-focused, and that's just a case of, um, you know, rewarding yourself with some playtime after you've practiced. Um, but yeah, there is, um, there's definitely ways of doing it wrong. Yeah, I like how you say wasting time. Yeah, I like how you say reward yourself. You know, to be able to reward yourself to to do that because it's so. You, if people think about the drums. You know, they just want to get in there to reward themselves for working hard that day or whatever, and just want to play for a minute. But really, reward yourself into that special 
playing that really, um, you know, jamming to that song or something like that. I noticed just like working on, I call them kinks, you know, when I'm trying to work a, a playing out or something and I'm trying to work out things with my left foot or anything like that. And it's just working out those kinks and work, keep doing it to the point to where I'm just sick of it. Um, that's going to yeah. be like a practice. I would say like a practice for me, right? Yeah, because what you've done there is you, you can do that with a song. But what you've done there is you've focused uh, on one specific thing that you want to work on. Yeah? yeah. So you could, for example, let's take a song that's super easy, like Back in Black, ACDC. Mm-hmm. Like you could play that, you've probably played that a thousand times, I've played that a thousand times. It's quite an easy song, but you could use that song as a, a sort of a musical metronome to practice using your left foot, whether it's hi hat lifts or like steps, chunky um, sort of quarter notes or something like that. Right. And then, then then that becomes practice instead of it being play. Mm. Um, and it's all those little tweaks, those little mindset shifts that um, really make a difference. I love that, like, man. I, I, <laughs> That's I, awesome. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So I, I only like I say no. This is I worked all this stuff out because I was the same. Like I was frustrated with my progress. I wasn't making any progress. And I saw all these amazing drummers that just inspired me. And then I was like, how do I get there? Um, and I noticed things within my own practice, um, my own pretend practice that I could definitely improve. And then just working with students over the course of, well, like, say, 13 years now doing this, this kind of niched down drum instruction. Yeah. And, and like you said, too, you're playing with some sort of a click, so it kind of keeps you kind of lined up. Where I'm going to tell you, playing with a click, man, Whoa! When I started first started getting serious about the drums, and I started trying to practice with a click, I was pretty shocked how easy it was not to to, to be left behind or sped up too fast, or because drums I feel like can be very emotional, and when you're playing the drums and you got a feel coming up and you feel it, it's very easy to speed up, you know, isn't it? Oh, totally, totally. And, and again, it's this perception thing. Like, um, I imagine if you like. You practice, play, you work with a click, and then in your current situation, the, the, when you first started playing with a click, you couldn't imagine what you would sound like now, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. But to you, you still hear all those things that are speeding up. So yeah, I still hear that I, I have a tendency to drag fills a little bit. Um, I have a tendency to maybe get a little bit excited if it's a big energetic song, as we all do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just a case of like, you just keep working on it. But yeah, totally, the click is, uh, click is one of those things that I think everyone needs to practice with 100% of the time that they're practicing. Okay. Um, just because it's, if you think about it, like, if you go to a recording studio, it's almost a guarantee that you're going to play with a metronome. If you work with any samples, you're going to play with a metronome. If you're going to work with any sort of, even if you did a theater show or you did like some, you know, music for video or anything like that, you're going to do it to a click. And if you practice with a click and then don't play with a click, your time's going to be better anyway. So even if you don't play with it, you know you're doing some live recording with a band or something, or you just play it live, yeah. then it's going to sound better. So that's one, that's one of the things as well, I think, is everyone should practice with a click all the time. Yeah, yeah, I do too. It, it just makes you a better drummer, man. Since I started doing a lot of recordings going on the MIDI, I've been playing along with a lot of MIDI stuff. And I can be honest with you, from then I start playing regular, I'm just, I can feel myself... You know, especially, I re- you know, everybody needs to record themselves back and listen to it. I mean, that's because that right there will get you. And when you listen to it back, you can tell immediately if you're getting uh, if you're staying solid. You know, if, if you're staying solid with you can tell quick. And yeah, just by doing that little thing, I, I know it's helped me 
so much. So I, I got a question. So if what do you think the most very important thing that a lot of drummers don't do is start as far as practice, like um, practice techniques? Like you see a lot of drummers play, but nobody really does this. Uh, ooh. Um, I guess one of the biggest things that you should, that you, it, the vast majority of people don't do, um, is to plan their practice in advance. Oh, plan them out. Um, yes, I could definitely say that. Yeah. That's, that's big time. Yeah. Yes. So, um, more in, in like a, a long-term vision. So I, I think of it like a, an upturned pyramid or a triangle. Um, so you got to think long-term. I mean, okay. Uh, the what most drummers, or what most, I guess most musicians would do. We tend to be like musical magpies and we'll sort of like be attracted by the shiny thing or the latest thing and, and social media is terrible for this it's great for exposure but it's terrible for this kind of like okay i need to play gospel chops or double bass or left foot clave or something like that but if you have a very clear vision of what you want to be as a drummer in five years time you know that could be things like you want to be doing these kind of gigs or you want to be known as this kind of player you want guitar players and singers to recommend you because you have a great feel or you're really creative or you can improvise or whatever like that then you can sort of distill that down into your daily practice and before you sit down and practice you should write it out not afterwards right right often people do yeah <laughs> you know so write, write it out before I, I, got, I got half an hour of practice I'm going to fill it with these exercises with these tempos boom dish bash box and you'll, that, that, that comes back to that point of you get a lot more done in that half hour than you would in three hours. And then if you've, if you've got three hours to play the drums, you can spend two and a half hours playing your favorite songs and having the best time of your life. Yeah. And you've just, you've just done like a good half an hour of, of you know, progress. Yes. You've made progress in half hour. I, Yeah, I totally get uh, that. So what would you say, how many times a week? Like how, many, how much do you practice? Uh, not as much as I should. I've got a young daughter, so <laughs> in between work and that, you know, it's time. Um, I would maybe get like four sessions a week, maybe about half an hour, forty-five minutes. Okay. Um, and that, that's on the kit, and then, but that's not including the time that I would be spending filming stuff. Yeah. Or, Playing for the videos uh, and all that stuff, which is amazing, yeah, by the way. Your videos, man, are just insanely. I mean, they're qual. I, I'm just blown away how good they are. Um, very entertaining. Okay. They're entertaining. They're very educative, and they're very descriptive. Which is very cool, and a lot. I see a lot of people. It, I just feel like you can relate to it better. Like when I watched your, I've been watching your videos and your content and stuff, and I can feel like I can relate to it and understand what you're talking about on your tutorials. That's good. That, that's that's the aim. I mean, yeah, it's because uh, because I, I, I tend to do um, more conceptual stuff. Mm -hmm. Then it's not like play a right hand, play a bass drum, do this. It's, it's more concepts because that's how I, I hear drums and I, I believe they should be taught it's actually good that I've managed to squeeze that into under one minute on Instagram <laughs> you know what I mean? it's, quite, it's quite fun it's, it, and I enjoy that challenge from a video making point of view of trying to make an entertaining um, engaging video that's still educational but doesn't get too boring but is also a good playing and all that sort of stuff it's, it's been, been filmmaking as it were in, in the sort of grand scheme of things is is my hobby and drumming is my job so mm. it's quite nice to combine the two of them yeah um, yeah to come back to the practice thing yeah. um, that would be time on the on my kit but i'm also things you can do a lot of stuff away from the kit so critical listening 
and lots of counting and clapping exercises are very helpful. Um, singing subdivisions and all that sort of stuff. What about driving down the road? Like this, when you're driving down the road and you're at a stoplight and that turn signal is just going crazy, what are you doing with that sound? <laughs> yeah, like like you can't help but you know find a rhythm in it and just sort of sing along or or, or beatbox a thing. And then that, that you know that um, we, we all do it. We're all drummers. It's like we've got this. You know, we, we hear rhythm everywhere. And that beatboxing is also practice because you're thinking about the things that you um, you hear in your head. Mm-hmm. It's just a case of then going to the kit and trying to get them out. So if you've got a, a, an indicator that's going, um, I think mine's in five. I'm just like saying fives over the top of the or, or I'm, <laughs> I'm saying a boom, boom, cat, boom, boom. Like I'm just yeah. hearing stuff. And we all do that. You know, we hear it in the elk. pretty cool man I, I, the, the whole important practice thing about practice is i think is just having scheduling set aside of time apart to where you did and that's the thing if you love a craft enough you're gonna put time apart to do that craft i mean how serious are you with it are you just doing it you know for, are you really trying to get better and trying to get those gigs and get those shows and become that drummer that Everybody wants to have in their band that desirable drummer. Like if he plays, you know you're going to sound good. You know. That's it. Yeah. And the big part of my teaching is is that music based kind of thing. You know, like how would this work in a band? Like it's is this musical? So things that I do with my students is things like let's learn how to really master a feel. For example, like the main feels that you'll encounter within a, within a song. And if you can master that, not by learning a beat per se, but by learning how to play within that feel. So for example, two-handed 16th notes. If you can do all of your stuff in that, in that, you've got thousands of songs you can already play, but you can do it really well. And like I say, you can sound good. And then the important people, um, guitar players, maybe bass players, uh, keyboard players, producers, engineers, people that, you know, want to hire a drummer who can do that they'll start taking notice instead of can I play parallels at 5,000 BPM mm-hmm. which is, a, is unimportant in the grand <laughs> scheme of things really <laughs> nice man so so your lessons so tell me about this so you, you've got let's so you do online you teach online or you teach 
um, physically? How do you, how, how does this work? So I've, I've got, um, I'm based in Edinburgh, Scotland, so I've got a sort of a stable of private students, um, and then I do online lessons as well. So I've got my website, um, which is davemajormusic.com, and that's basically all the stuff that I would do in a private lesson, but in course format. Um, so it's practice systems, it's um, exercises and builders and, and conceptual stuff, basically all the stuff you would get in a private lesson. Um, so that's all up there. Um, and then, yeah, so I've got YouTube and I've got Instagram. So it's all basically just weeks of teaching. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I do. Cool, man. I love. It. I definitely love it. So let's talk gear, man. Let's talk gear. So what gear are you currently using on your kit? Um, so I'm going to tell Drums and Dorsey. I don't think you guys can get them in the USA. Um, they're owned by Marshall Amps. Mm-hmm. So they're an old, old British brand. So I've got them. That's the blue kit you can see in my videos. I've got Evans Heads, G2s, over-the-top G1s, um, mainly because I'm, I like my drums to sound like drums. Um, nothing too funky, nothing too muted. I just like sound like drums. And then oh, Power Center Reverse, I think, on the snare drum. Uh, the, the kit itself and the tile kit is a walnut kit um, because that's the, that, it, that's the one that comes in that blue finish and it looks really nice. Um, and then I just play minor jazz hats, minor jazz crash, um, a little stack made out of a couple of cymbals. And then an impression drive jazz ride. Um, so the only endorsement I've got is a Mattel one, and then an Evans um, kind of half of Um And then all my making stuff as well. I get asked, I get asked a lot of questions about making. It's literally two overheads, a bass drum, and a snare drum mic that I imagine I could probably just remove. It's very low in the mix that I've got set up. Yeah, um, the snare drum. Yeah, I just kind of use that just a little, just a, a little touch. Of snare in there with it. I mean, my, mine's are like minus fifteen dB, so I, I I wonder if it's a placebo effect. If I was to mute that and forget to turn the mic on, I probably wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like I just like having there as a safety net. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, and, and that's about it, really. Yeah, yeah. F- fairly simple setup. And cool. that, that that comes from the kind of yeah. So kind of so what, what kind of a snare drum sound? You like a dry ringy snare, or do you like? I mean, you like a dry snare. Or like a ringy snare? Oh, depends what you're playing though, doesn't it? It does. Um, I mean, I, I, did a, I did an album. So besides teaching, I do the, the odd bit of like recording. And I did an album last year. Um, and we did like 15 songs in two days and stuff. And I took all my snares and I had them all at different sort of tunings and openness. I think I would probably go with somewhere, honestly, somewhere in the middle. So I like a little bit of ring. I like all my drums to kind of sing out. So I think if you muffle them too much, then you may as well be playing. You may as well be playing electric kit to be honest. Yeah, a um, box. Like, <laughs> yeah, you may as well. Honestly, you may as well. Yeah, may as well be playing a, um, some nice looking boxes. So I like my drums to ring out. I like some um, some overtone to them. So the snare wise, probably in the middle. It's got. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and it's got two bits of. Um, gas tape on it, just tiny little bits, just to take the edge off it. Um, but yeah, usually not much more than that. Unless I'm going for a specific sound, you know, if you're going for that big doofy sound, yeah, then just throw a, throw a towel over it or something like that. That's right. Uh, but as a default, my my sound would be slightly more open. 
Cool, man. Heck yeah. That, so, so, that, so, so, that, so, I'm, so I'm doing clinics, actually, see, like, don't put any gates on it. Don't, don't, don't turn on any gates on any, any drums. Nice. Because it just chokes all the life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, I... if you know, like, I mean, I know you make amazing drums, and, like, if you're gonna muffle, like you may as well not have an amazing drum if you're gonna muffle it. Oh, I can't stand it. I can't stand it when they uh, buy a drum from me, get some made drum, make me a custom drum, and I do, and it's like then they got, I see they got like all this tape and you know muffling stuff on the head, and it's like, well, dang. There's some great drums out there, and you want to you want to hear a great drum. You want to hear them. You want to hear. Them. A lot of people are not, uh, you know, that's the same. You, you want to be able to hear that sound and create that music. Because I have a um, minimal making setup, you can actually get away with having more open drums because especially in my room they kind of some of the overtone just kind of just goes into the acoustic treatment that I got mm. and so if, if I was you know properly close making everything I can see why you'd probably want to muffle it a yeah. little bit more um, but, I, but I like that kind of open sound yeah man so do you, do you play drums on uh, how many albums have you played drums for on thing? uh Oh my gosh! A, a lot of them do. A lot of them. A lot of them don't come out. It's really weird. Like I do these albums and I get paid for them, and I play them and I really enjoy the process. And then they just never come out for whatever reason. I did one. I did one with a great singer. Do you know um Chris Stapleton? Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I love his playing. I didn't play with Chris Stapleton by the way. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. But he had a very this, this guy this guy in in Scotland had a very similar kind of voice. Really great songs. Great, great soul to his voice. He was a great songwriter. With a great band, we recorded it, and it never saw the light of day. What? It was so sad. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. So, so I've, done, I've done a fair few, and they just never make the light of day. Or I do a few, and then I don't really tell anyone about them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's crazy, and I see that so much, man. I see people with just amazing talent, and just like you know that they're gonna make it, you see it, and then like boom, nobody hears about it, you know? Because it's a lot of times, man, it takes more than being having good talent, you know. It takes a lot of luck, and at the same time, you know, people get burnt out with it. It's like you know, I've tried everything with it, and so many times that when people flip the switch and turn it into like a paying gig now. You kind of lose a little bit of that flame, you know, once because it turns into a job now. Now it's a different kind of fun, you know, and it just, I know just for me, you know, when you, you got to do something every single day, a lot of times it can be, uh, regardless of how fun it was originally, it can not be as fun anymore, you know. It's showing up, even when you don't want to, it's doing it, it's posting it, and that can be quite demoralizing. So if, you, if there's any sort of systematized way that you can, um, do your stuff and batch it and schedule it then that's that's honestly it's one of the best things that it is is just get a scheduling program and pay for that um, because it just saves me so much time I don't have to think about it what do you it what do you use for scheduling like that I just use I've been using the Facebook um, Instagram uh, cloud thing editor whatever that is on yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah that'll do it. and to be honest I think that'll I, I use a program called later.com but I don't think it's any better than the inbuilt yeah, the business manager. Both, yeah, I think, both, yeah I think they're both the same. And as long as they can schedule it, it doesn't really matter. Um, I just like the, um, the later.com one because it gives you, you've always got the media pool and it's really easy to just drag and drop it. And you do it on your phone and stuff like that. So do you have it set to where you, so do you have it set where it goes like the different platforms, like the three different platforms at once? Or is it just you got to do each individual one? Uh, 
only do Instagram and YouTube is kind of separate and um, like for example I just did two weeks worth like I said I did basically two weeks worth of content scheduled all the captions all the stuff all the stuff that takes time filmed it in three hours today and a YouTube video would probably take me about six hours to make mm. and edit and script and all that sort of stuff so at the moment I'm, I'm neglecting my YouTube I will get back on it um, but it just takes a bit more time and then when you're trying to bash stuff out and you're trying to do a lot of other things as well um, so yeah and, and, but it goes out the same time every day um, it just goes up and then I just leave it and um, one thing I've noticed is I used to think that especially Instagram it was quite instant it was like if you didn't you know hit the right numbers in an hour then you know the whole thing like pointless and you may as well give up um, but I've noticed recently in, in the last four months that it's actually a lot longer in terms of like a video thing so you'll be seeing posts from me that I posted a week ago but to you they're brand new yeah um, yep. so, so it'll keep it, you know, keeps posting it keeps um, Instagram keeps sort of sharing that stuff around for a lot longer than I, than I originally thought it did which means wow. that I'm not too worried about the numbers you know what I mean yeah how, how long were you uh, how long were you consistent like posting this content like how long you said you post every single day for how long have you been doing posting every day because I don't post every day I'm bad about it. I ain't posted really I haven't posted over a week I'm just tired of it man I'm just yeah. I get tired yeah. and burn out yeah um, I can imagine that and you're, you're obviously like what's, what's your job your job is making drums man so like you gotta make drums for clients you gotta make drums the social media thing is like separate obviously mm-hmm. um, it's, it's beneficial but it's you know it's separate but um, yeah like I've been posting consistently since November since November um, every day and the, the advantage of the schedule and things are I did it over Christmas I missed Christmas Day and I missed New Year's Day <laughs> but I didn't I didn't really do anything with them because it just it was scheduled for the entire time that I, I was off enjoying myself over Christmas um, you know what I mean so it was I didn't have to think about it. It just went out and kept, you know, doing all the numbery things and the algorithmic things. Um, before that, for November, I actually took a month off to redo my um, online lesson site. Just like you know how long those web things take. Mm-hmm. I'm doing um, mine now. Yeah. That, that, yeah, man. Like, oh, websites. Mm. Oh god. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them, but they need to be done. Um, yeah. So I did the whole thing again, like rebranded it, colors, everything, um, and that just took more and more time. I just didn't have time to post and then I just started posting again and then it took off um, but honestly before that man I'm you know I'm doing years of pretty consistent every two or three days um, to, to nothing to just to avoid um, and it's just only the last four months that these things have started taking off which is great like it's crazy yeah um, I almost kind of wonder if it's I, posting I, every day I, posting every day you know yeah, cause, cause that's, that's a 15 second video every single day right yeah pretty much yeah yeah I know. I'm, I'm still kind of intimidated by YouTube right now just because the long form content consumes me for eight hours. Like I get into a video, eight hours, if, if that, an eight hour video to make a 15, to, a 15 minute video takes me about eight hours. Yeah, yeah. Because I like to really, because I, I create all my music too. I put all my music, make all the music 
break all the put all the, everything to get using the snare samples snares in the video music for the sounds in the music so it's just completely saturated with outlaw product and i thought that was i really you know so it, it takes me a little bit longer to do a video but man it, they're so fun but it's so intimidating too because i'm just like yeah i mean that, that's that's the thing like there's so many it's a, it's a different kind of social media platform youtube versus instagram um so yeah like oh man you know making a five to six seven minute educational video where you're trying to just keep everyone engaged and you got to do all the jump cuts and the edits and the b-roll and the slider shots and all that sort of stuff that i do that like like say that's six seven eight hours um and then making a 15 second clip is a whole lot easier yeah um so yeah, it is. It is every day, like posting on Instagram. But it's to me, to me, it's way less intimidating. It takes way less work to do it on Instagram. Um, but there is other benefits on, on, on doing it on both. So again, like I said, I want to I get back into the, the YouTube stuff. Yeah, I find. I'm really dying more, to get back more, into more it that, too. More than that, work, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. More than that, work to do it. Um, so yeah, man. It's, it, the, the, the biggest thing is consistency. It really yeah. is. Um, is just showing up every day. It's, it's, it's the same as everything. Showing up every day you know, consistently. Wins the race. Showing up every day. Every day, even if you don't want to, just do it. Um, and then that's where scheduling comes in. Because if you can batch content, if you can batch a week's worth of stuff, and you do it at the start of the week, and then your entire week is free to focus on other things, and that's a lot more freeing than that kind of um, that thing on your shoulder saying, okay, oh, it's, it's getting to four o'clock, I've not taken a picture, I've not made a video, okay, I need to do something, I need to do something for this platform that I don't, you know, that I need to serve this platform, as it were. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, batching is my number one tip. Batch yeah. stuff. Yeah, man. As much as you can. I um, love it. I definitely. And then, re and then reposts. Reposts, man. Reposts. Hey, so the reposts, you know, like how often do you repost the content? Like, for instance, because like, Will you post the same video like three times in a month, three times in a week? No, 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 not at all. Like, like I'm talking months. There's one of my um, one of my most popular videos at the moment uh, is some weird thing where I'm playing along with a really odd click track, and I posted that six months ago, and it got nothing. I didn't do anything to it. I just like re redid it. So do it like after a few months. You know what I mean? Um, and that, that's where any of these schedules or even just having like a cloud um, on a Google Drive or something where all your stuff is stored and you just go through and see what you see what was six months ago and if you think the video is still kind of cool and it's got value it will reach a new audience it will it'll be seen by different people it'll be it'll you know touch the wrong word but it'll engage people in a different way than it did six months ago yeah so yeah maybe it's three four yes. six months like just yeah and then that also takes some of the pressure off yeah. Like, okay. Cool. I can. I can just do this. Something else that I, that I still think is beneficial or has value, um, and can benefit people. Um, whether and in your case that is showing off a snare that you did six months ago or a kit that you are still really think is a great kit, a really prime example of your work. Like yeah. just because you posted it six months ago doesn't mean you can't post it again. Man, I'm so inspired right now because I've got so many videos that just didn't do well. And I'm thinking I need to go grab those videos and bring them to the front line again and repost them. Yeah, I think definitely I've definitely got to do that because I I've never repost videos. I really hadn't. I just I normally just kind of 
you know, do another one, do another one, take a break from it for a while, come up. And I've been watching some Gary V content, you know, and he says posting, yep. you know, like that, it's just like doing one push up. You know, it's just like it don't, it's not good enough. You got to, you got to keep posting and keep doing because even some of this, the amounts of advice that he was kind of giving, I'm just like, you got to post that much. And it's like, yeah, if to reach, because like you said, every time you post, like we got 40,000 followers on Instagram, and every time you post, 40,000 people don't see that. You only get like a, few percentages of that so it sees it you know yeah. let me just quickly I'm going to do it on the desktop I'm so much good here I want to, like, so, some of this stuff is crazy and this is the whole thing about like follower count honestly my, my most popular video right is got not that these numbers matter also that's a thing number of numbers matter it's more important about helping people if you can help one yes. person yes yes exactly being seen by, by 2,000 people this one's got 112,000 views. Wow. It's crazy. Um, I don't know, man. It's wow. been seen by... I can't see it on there. Um, I think it... Yeah, it's been seen by about 2,000 of my followers. <laughs> yeah. So it's like one... Yeah, 99% of the people that were reached weren't following me, which is crazy. Wow. Like, so, yeah. So if I repost that in six months' time... Maybe a different 2,000 or 3,000 people will see it, and they'll be helped by that video. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, so yeah, like saying, the 40,000 followers, man, but that doesn't mean that all 40,000 will see it. I really wish it, it did, because that'd be great. Um, yeah. That'd be really, really great if they did. <laughs> yeah. It sure would, man. It sure would, Dave. But yeah. Gary Vee's great. I mean, if any of your listeners are, don't know who he is, Gary Vaynerchuk, and he's, his books are great. Yeah, man, I learned a lot about I learned a lot about marketing through Gary V. Gary V is, um, yeah, and just putting your your own spin to it, you know, your own drumming spin to it, and you know what really matters, you know. That's what's kind of um, it. Definitely encourages you to kind of keep going and keep making content, and documenting the process, and you know. But it is it, it definitely gets overwhelming. I didn't realize how much of a um, how much of the editing and the actual production of it actually was into um, kind of yeah. social media and actually building a drum company and all, that you really had to know how to learn how to do this stuff. I mean, how'd you learn how to do editing and software stuff and mixing and on top of playing the drums and on top of teaching it? I mean, that takes years and years of practice because you said, you know, that you already had some YouTube experience with, in front of the camera yeah, because you yeah. know like that is like somebody started to start it's, it's hard a lot of times if you got a camera on you to even talk like it needs to be without yeah yeah I mean uh, yeah I mean when I was younger I used to do acting um, which I think has really helped with just like being comfortable speaking to a camera um, I, don't, I never do clinics or like master classes I don't ever feel like nervous or I don't, I don't tend to like slur my words too much um, so I think that helped and that's just you know, it's just circumstance. That's the thing I did when I was younger. Um, but on the editing thing, it's just been years of doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. YouTube is, it has been a massive resource for that kind of thing. Um, obviously, if I'm, you know, with the drumming thing, because that is my, I'm a drummer, first and foremost. I'm not a film filmmaker, as it were. So I've, I've had lessons with everyone I can. Like, I've been to master classes. I've been to every single clinic that came to my town. But for things that I kind of need to be good enough at, so that would be social media, that would be video, that would be web design, of course. Um, YouTube, YouTube is my 
resource. It's my encyclopedia for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just make mistakes. I mean, the great thing about um, if you're editing a video and you don't like the result, then you just start again. Yeah. And you learn <laughs> next time. Um, I mean, th- think things, things from the YouTube um, thing of keeping people engaged has really helped with this stuff here where you're cutting out lots of, um, with my Instagram stuff, where I'm like really trying to cut out any dead space. Um, so you'll notice if you're watching the videos where I'm talking, um, playing an event cut into the talking, it's you're never more than like two or three seconds of one shot. Because um, obviously, if you're if you're scrolling through Instagram, you, you get a, a second of people's attention. Yeah. So I just try to keep it engaging that way, and, and that's that's video editing skills that I learned four or five years ago, and um, now coming to the fore. Um, and it is that perseverance thing that Gary Vee talks about. It's like you got to keep going. Um, and that can be really hard when you're not getting any traction or to bring it back to like, you know, a drummer, just a general drummer who's not on the social media. Like if you're not getting gigs, if you're struggling to pay your bills, like it is really hard to just be like, oh yeah, I'll just keep going. I'll just keep trying. But um, I think that is a really important thing is just keep going. Um, keep going that little bit longer and you might be just on the cusp of, of breaking through. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah, man, def- you've got me, you got me pumped up, man, to start posting more content because I'm seeing how your Instagram and stuff's blowing up, and man, it's got me like, dang, that's what I need to do too, man. And yeah, and your videos, I'm telling you, man, every one of your videos are to- they are top notch, man. And I just I get so much value out of it, and I think it gives up the audience a lot of value too. Yeah, I mean that's actually almost like, um, you know, if someone could watch my video and be either inspired or come away with an idea or just a different way of thinking about drums that isn't, you know, like learning a lick or learning this chop or learning this one particular thing that's more conceptual, then I think that, that video has done its job. Um, even, even something like, I did a video about turn your hi-hats the other way around. I got lots of comments of people saying like, I never thought of doing that. So it's just little things like that, like even something as simple as, you know, put the bottom head, the old Steve Gadd trick of putting the heavy bottom head as your top hi-hat. It, that 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 inspires someone to do something different, and maybe that person will use that in their next session, or they'll do it with a band. They'll be like, "Oh my god, that those hats sound amazing!" That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that, that's getting that feedback is really really nice as well. Yeah. Because it does tell you that you're doing the right thing. Yeah, man. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. I tell you, man. Well, Dave, man, I, I tell you, this has been so much fun doing this podcast with you, brother. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for asking me. This is literally my first podcast. So oh, wow. Dang. I could, you're, you, you got a knack for this, man. You got a knack for this. I definitely feel like, um, yeah, just drumming just flows out of you. Uh, I want you to be on the show again. I want you to be on the show again. We could do. What I was going to do is like clip up some of this, clip up some of these video things, or maybe yeah. clip up these little sections and just put them on, um, and put them on, um, you know, on Instagram of little clips of talking about drums and practice. Cause I feel like a lot of drummers, they need motivation. They need motivation to stay focused and stay, um, stay passionate about drums. And it's, it's very helpful to have, you know, things that kind of push people over the edge. Yeah. I'll cut all this stuff here out. This is, you know, yeah, is, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a difference between motivation and determination. And we talked about it before, like showing up when you don't want to, that's how you, that's how you, you get good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Showing up when so you don't want it, that's how you get good. But yeah. Because that's, that's easier if, if you've, if you've got a, a nine to five job where you, you 
got a boss to serve, you've got a, a job to go to. Yeah. If, even if you don't want it, you've got to go there. You do it anyhow, yeah. you know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you have to do it. But, like, if, if you're playing the drums and you don't feel like practicing that day, then go make yourself practice. Yeah. Um, even for 10 minutes, like, work on something that you can't do, and yeah. then you'll, you'll be a better drummer. Because um, that, 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 that's different from motivation. Motivation comes from external fact, just like watching all the incredible drummers that are out there. Yeah, we didn't, I talked to you about this. Man, who's your Who's your biggest inspiration or who's your favorite drummer? Like, name a couple, like, maybe three. That people that you really idolize and love. Oh, uh, Chris Coleman, Vinnie Coyuta, and oh, I'm really into Aaron Sterling at the moment. Do you know Aaron Sterling? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm really into him. He, he, just, he just makes so, like, just, everything he plays sounds, it's just perfect. You know, I mean, it's like every snare sound or every tom sound or every like note placement is just like bang on the money. Mm. So Chris Coleman, Vinnie Coyote artists, they're just otherworldly and they're super, like always just watching them and like, how, how do you do that? Or not how do you do that, but like, like how do you think of that? Or like, oh my God, that's just, it's just super inspiring. Yeah. And then Aaron Sullivan for that kind of like, Note, note placement oh, things like where that note is oh, that, that stuff gets me excited man. yeah like this, this yeah. bass drum here or that snare drum yeah. here or that little thing here or that, that stuff gets me excited oh yeah because you're like you know I didn't think about putting that there oh my god now it's like I want to put I want to try that out <laughs> exactly and then that then that goes into your practice and you can just riff off that um, yes and you can like you can, you can be inspired by but not copy yeah and put your own spin to it the best thing Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for sure, man. Tom and yeah, man. God bless, man, and keep doing what you're doing because it's freaking amazing. Thank you very much, man. I'll I'll, I'll keep trying. I'll keep writing that wave. <laughs> Take care, bro. See ya. All right, buddy. Take care. Have a good day. You bye. see ya. Bye bye. Just want to say thank you for listening to another episode of the process. Make sure you hear, keep an ear out for the contest that we're going to be doing a giveaway for a really cool outlaw drum snare. Amy and I designed this snare drum. Um, it's very cool. It's a, it's a maple stave snare drum with a tremendous a lot of attention to detail on it. Also, we have a few ready to ship snare drums at our new store. We just got our website updated. Um, going to have things available in our store that's ready to ship. So you don't have to wait six weeks to get your product. 